This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Here to talk about an interesting topic uh, for this year. Certainly a lot of uh, very polarizing talk about the Ravens' attempts on fourth down this year and whether or not they've been chasing things, should be punting, blah, 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 blah. Here to talk to me about it is Alec Pulianis. Alec, how you doing, buddy? Doing well. Now, we kind of teased this show the last time when we were talking about two-point conversions uh, many moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we're, we're talking about the fourth down conversion success rate tonight. 
And this is a, a, a definitely a polarizing topic. And, and we had a coach enter the league this year who has pushed the envelope of fourth down conversion risk even farther than Harbaugh had in 2019, which I think is impressive. It was. Yeah. A lot of, uh, I guess, analytical Twitter was, was loving him. Uh, and uh, I really hope that he keeps up with his uh, shenanigans, so to speak, uh, because I, I do think the league would benefit to move in that direction. I think mm-hmm. it would be more fun. I think it would be successful. <laughs> you know, uh, it just gives you more plays that are uh, very interesting, right? And just changing possession with the punt. And um, yeah, I mean, I know he got a lot of slack for uh, maybe causing the Raiders to try to um, win the game when he mm-hmm. did his substitution. But, uh, you know, I think overall, I, I like him a lot as a coach. I think the Chargers are in good hands. And um, I think it's a, I think it's a good strategy. I mean, if you look at the Ravens, they were 66.7% on fourth down. Um, much larger sample size here, too. So 18 out of 27. And th- I think the reason they were able to pull this off, I didn't break it down on this, but I would, I would love to uh, look at it in the future, is, um, you know, in short yardage plays, this year was a little more challenging because of the running mm-hmm. backs they have. But in the past, man, they could just they could get through short yardage all the time. Um, and I know Lamar was really successful with his QB powers. That was like kind of the bread and butter mm-hmm. um, in those situations. But also just any other play, too. Um, the running backs, when you have like Dobbins or Edwards, they were really efficient at always getting short yardage and um, really drives up that percentage for you. Right. Edwards in particular. And, uh, you know, one of the things about the Ravens this year is not having any running backs that that strike fear into the hearts of opposing inside linebackers really limits your play action game. And a lot of fourth down success is based on play action as well. You know, you want to try and get a 70%, 75, 78% throw to a tight end uh, to try and get that first down, as opposed to uh, your other choices to make it on the ground, particularly if it's like fourth and two, fourth and two and a half kind of thing. Uh, Lamar gave the Ravens an excellent set of opportunities on QB power. Uh, it is important to know the Ravens were number one in the entire NFL in fourth down percentage in 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they, they were good at it. And um, I think overall, I mean, I'm pretty satisfied with how the Ravens did it. So this isn't so much a um, they, this needs to change for the Ravens to have success. This is like it needs to stay. And I know it's a contra- kind of controversial um, mm-hmm. to go for it on fourth down because um, everyone's really results driven than process. <laughs> and they they'll just say like, oh, they failed. Like they, 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 they want to only look at the one third of the plays for starters. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. yeah they, they're pulling from the nine instead of the 18. Yeah. Right. It's, it's, it's one of these incredible things where, it, you know, it's not necessarily what it does to your defense. Sorry, not 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 all about your own offense's ability to make it, but it's also a function of what it does to your defense. I mean, you give the you give the opponent a shorter field to work with. Mm-hmm. Harbaugh alluded to it with a with a, a comment that was actually inappropriate for the time. It was after the Bears game when they gave up the touchdown pass on fourth and fourth and eleven. I think it was right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was a midfield Dalton fourth and eleven had a lot of similarities to the. Crapola from from 2017. Yes, yeah, but he said sometimes it's good to get beaten get get beaten quickly as opposed to have it drag out. Well, first of all, 
it's it's fourth and eleven. So I hope what he really meant by that is that it, it would have been nice to to get them stopped no matter what. But but second sure. of all, it's a little risky to have somebody get behind the defense if they had any inkling as to what they were doing because going down in that situation would have won Chicago the football game inside the you know anywhere basically because yeah, it's yeah. almost a hundred percent field goal chance. Yes, and and they failed and they gave Huntley <laughs> another chance. Huntley obviously drove like the field and won the Ravens the football game in one of the real high points of the season, I thought. Yeah. Holly stock was through the roof. Uh, the controversy was high, which drove me nuts. But uh, controversy yeah. between him and Lamar. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Right. Elephant in the room. We, we have to talk <laughs> about Huntley being the better quarterback. Yeah. yeah no, no, absolutely not. And he proved that down the stretch, right? Like yep. he, he regressed to the mean. I mean, that's, that's th- something you see a lot with the second quarterback is that their first game or two, they might actually be pretty successful because there's not as much film on them. And yep. then as, they figure out their tendencies, which uh, it turns out Huntley has, right? Like he has very strong tendencies. Um, you can you can plan against that, and then they never scored over twenty points again, right? Like or basically never did. So um, that that kind of that can kind of get you. But uh, not really here to talk about that. We're talking about fourth downs, and I think the other thing that's interesting too. We were talking about it before is that when you go for it um, on fourth down and. Uh, or if you know that you're going to go for it on fourth down, right? You take that deep shot uh, on third and short because you know why not? You might you might convert, uh, you might catch them off guard, you and um, you have confidence that you can convert on fourth down. It gives you an, an interesting extra play um, that and 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 pr- like you allow yourself to take a chance there because you know that you have another chance uh, on fourth down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, definitely, a, a, you know, open up the playbook. You can do more on third down. That's always a, a positive thing. So you know, the fact that you're aggressive actually helped you in terms of your expected gain on third down, which, of course, is also a good thing. And uh, and another reason to, to, to want to pursue more aggression. Uh, it, it, I want to get back to the Chargers for a second, because the Chargers really opened it up in the game against the Ravens. They went out for it on fourth and three from their own, I believe it's 39-yard line fairly early in the game. It was in the second quarter, mm-hmm. I believe. Yeah. Right. And it's one of these plays that you say, wow, that's just very different than we've ever seen before. You at least say that. Mm-hmm. And some most people probably jump off the couch if they're Chargers fans that are really upset by it and you don't want him to punt. Although the Chargers fans would be the most used to it of anybody, yeah, right. particularly with his success to that point in the season. And the fact of the matter is that the, the, the mathematicians in football – will tell you, go for it much, much more often than you say. In fact, I've seen a chart that says you should really go for it up to about fourth and six from your own 10-yard line. Yeah, yeah, no, it it is preposterous. I've seen the same chart that you're talking about. (laughs) And when you look at that, you scratch your head and you're like, this would be a much more fun game. (laughs) (laughs) It'd be be something. You know, maybe it wouldn't be fun if you're you're failing. But like, it'd be, uh, I was like, wow, that's crazy. Like, mathematically speaking, Yep. Yeah, if unless you're backed all the way back, if it's less than six yards, you're, you're going for it. Yeah, which is really wild. Um, and I would love to kind of hear how that even makes sense because you just feel like if I give them the ball at the thirty, they're at least getting three points, right? And that's not good. <laughs> so like, it's really hard to believe that not punting is like punting is not as good, but uh, it apparently but, is. I, there, I do have an issue with it, and one of the things that I, when I was first, you know, doing what I do, is in 2006 and 2007, I was, I was 
noticing that yardage on average on third down tended to be less. And I thought, well, they should be passing more on third down. Wouldn't you expect yardage to be more? But the truth is, because they have a higher goal orientation on third down, opposing offenses to the Ravens in particular had lower third down averages because they were they were trying to just make the sticks to convert because there was the extra benefit of that that was there was a reward beyond the yardage where in first down in particular but on second down also you know you're 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 balancing big play versus first down mm-hmm. okay so it yeah. kind of makes sense anyway yeah. I, I, uh it's it's one of those things where you, you the more you can allow balance to be the issue on a buy down basis the more advantageous it is for the team that's doing it. And and my fear would be that the chart is probably looking at the fourth and sixes that have been tried, including them from all over the field, not using good nearest neighbor techniques, but mm-hmm. you know, big data, nearest neighbor. Te- You're a big data guy, right? Yeah. I, I know. You're about yep. Yeah. So, so uh, if, if, if your if your situations are not really similar that they're looking at, then I do question the, that whether fourth and six that they're on 11 is really a good yeah. Time to go for it if they're if they're judging it by fourth and sixth at the opponent forty. Another thing that's really interesting about like football stats, if we're just kind of like talking about that, is you'll see that over the course of a whole season, the amount of points scored in the second and fourth quarter significantly higher sure. than than the first and third. Right. Not surprising. It's not surprising when you think yeah. about it, but like I, I was a little surprised the first time I noticed it. And I was like, wow, like it is dramatic. It's basically double. Um which is kind of hard to believe in a way, but it, it makes sense because you have that carryover drive, right? Um, there's a, there's a priming the pump that has to happen after the, the initial uh, kickoff, so to speak, for each it, half. The the I mean, well, you have the end of half strategy. Obviously, the ball's worth nothing once the time runs out. Yep. So you have all the end of half strategy that goes into that, but then also you just you you, you know the, the crossover itself. If that's what you're mentioning, the score comes in the second quarter, and the, and it doesn't come in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Period. I mean, yep. it's, you know, so yeah. So when when drives start is actually important. So yeah, I, I, it's I, I mean it's not surprising to me, but yeah, it's I, I I would like to see the actual numbers to see if it's been double the whole time, but it wouldn't it wouldn't really shock me. If it were that, much. it was double for the Ravens this year. That's all. Okay. Yeah, and 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 I that's why I saw it. Um, and like I said, I mean, it didn't take me long to come to the conclusion that you did. Where I was like, oh yeah, like mm-hmm. okay, this makes sense. But at first, I was like, wow, I never really thought about it that way because you know when you look at uh, single samples of of a game, you know the scoring is is completely random in a way. Right. Um, it doesn't like always proportionally go that way when you look at the quarter by quarter stuff. I, I would wonder, maybe we could look at this a little bit more, but first quarter versus second quarter seems like a more natural two-to-one relationship because one team is playing for pace in the fourth quarter and you wouldn't, you know, whoever's leading presumably is trying to get the game over with and yeah, yeah. adopting strategy. So I wouldn't think you'd have the same two-to-one relationship there, but maybe you do. Maybe it's yeah, Actually, it'd be kind of cool to chart it all out with all the teams yeah. just for just for fun. Yeah, see what, what it looks like. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, yeah, let's get back to fourth down here <laughs> yeah. because I, I don't want to derail your topic entirely. Oh, no, for sure. Uh, so, yeah, I mean... Overall, we're just looking at aggression here. And also, the the packages matter, I think, too, um, on fourth down. So, I I think there'd be benefit, um, as we were talking about earlier, when you have a third and fourth situation where you know you're going to go for it, to almost have two plays um, mm-hmm. called in the huddle. Because I'd also love the fact of you know that. The defense might not know it. Eventually, they might catch on because you do it a lot or something. Mm-hmm. But... If you force the issue by um, 
going out there, maybe even if you had like an ideal personnel package that you notice like, oh, we, you, we you have, would have to have that. Yeah. We, yeah. We have numbers. Then you, you just rush back to the line, hurry up style, and you could have another um, high success rate. Yeah, it, it prevents defensive substitution. So you have to you have to make sure whatever you use on third down, you're comfortable also using on fourth down to employ that. Yep. But there's a lot of teams comfortable running out of eleven, comfortable you know running out of twenty one, com- really comfortable running out of twelve, mm-hmm. because that makes a lot of sense on on both these opportunities. If you're talking about a two da- a, a, a two yard situation, let's say at the forty two yard line. Mm-hmm. And you don't really want to run the ball the first time. You really rather take a shot to the end zone, but you're still pretty confident about your fourth and two situation. Having 12 out there can be perfect for that kind of thing. If you want to, mm-hmm. um, if you want to try and do it differently, particularly the Ravens 12, because yeah. we have a really good, we have a really good 12 there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and particularly, you know, if Boyle comes back next year um, and not as a shell, but as like a, you know, pretty, pretty close to what he was, People forget how um, kind of sneaky good he was in the passing game. Uh, just able to maneuver himself to get open um, and and catch like you know not nothing super flashy, but five yards when it matters. Um, that that really changes things. I think the reliability of players was down this year, even though we had we had more um, we had more able bodies in a way. It really felt like. Again, for whatever reason, they really leaned on Mark Andrews and Hollywood on these really high leverage plays. I mean, I just I think it does come down to them not having the able bodies, and you have a, a running back stable that no one feared. Completely That's fair. Yeah, yeah. As I said, the running backs was, was shambles. I was I was more thinking there's a lot more wide receivers I was willing to throw to. Okay, um, you know, like um, I I would love to throw a Bateman there. I had I had relative confidence in Duvernay too. Duvernay actually uh, came up big in a lot of those situations when targeted, mm-hmm. and um, and even Prochet, you know, he he catches balls um, pretty pretty commonly when it's thrown his way. So, you know, from the wide receiver perspective, we had the guys I think to have confidence that somebody could make the catch, right? Um, but yeah, the running back situation was just miserable. And, running and the, back, and offensive the reason, tackle, quarterback. Yeah, yeah and, 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 and well, and the timing, right? So. Um, when you when you think about these like uh, more light personnel packages, right? Mm-hmm. And you have the bad tackle, it's all fine and good that you feel confident about the play. But if you don't have enough time for it to develop, mm-hmm. that it, it's horrible, right? So that was, I think, something that really slowed down the Ravens this year was that their confidence in time was low, right. um, and particularly Huntley, um, his clock ran a little faster than Lamar's. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't him. I think it was Roman basically scheming for a Huntley's lack of pocket awareness, which was, by the way, one of the really great jobs that Roman did. He's not giving credit for this year is basically figuring out that Lamar Huntley cannot be trusted to hold the ball because mistakes will start happening. Mm-hmm. And so he had to, you know, have a bunch of design quick throws for him where the ball's out of his hands very quickly with the tackle situation being what it is. No pocket awareness. As soon as he turns around, Lamar, first of all, Lamar, unbelievable pocket awareness. He has eyes in the back of his head in terms mm-hmm. of knowing when he gets bumped, he moves, you know, and he's very good working with that blindside pressure and still being able to deal with it, move up or move out when he needs to, meaning scramble um, or, or roll right. But but Huntley didn't didn't have that, and he'd turn around awkward ways in the pocket. He wouldn't know what was what to expect from the other direction the way Lamar does, and and that created all kinds of problems. And I think Roman did a really good job, by the way. It's one of the things I really liked about what he did was was making sure the ball was out quickly. 
I agree. And it's funny, too, because uh, if we recall, actually, that little slump that Lamar was on, one of the things a lot of Ravens fans were calling for was quicker passes. Yep. And not because we were thinking he couldn't handle the long progressions, um, but it was also just the fact of the line. Right. So you had for Huntley, it was a double factor yep. where you he had a not great line. And if he held on to it too long, he made mistakes. Um, with Lamar, though, it was just like, maybe if we give him these quicker passes, I think I, it's really unfortunate to me that we never saw that timeline of yep. Lamar getting more time to adjust that rest of the year. I think the, I think people wouldn't be complaining about Roman as much for sure. Right. I mean, Lamar started the season was, you know, obviously an MVP discussions early in the year, particularly through the Colts game and even beyond that. But, you know, and getting the Ravens to eight and three. I mean, my God, this Ravens team was just not good enough to go eight and three. They were doing it with smoke and mirrors. They were, you know, like doing it like the 69 Mets, frankly, in terms of, you know, not having nearly the talent level required Mm -hmm. to put together the kind of record. 69 Mets, by the way, folks, went 162. Oh my gosh. A hundred win team is not that common in major league baseball. A hundred win team for a team like the 60, 69 Mets, which had only two players, only two offensive players with more than 400 at bats that year. So basically wow. we're a platoon team. It's one of the greatest managing jobs of all time, by the way, I always you know, love talking about that with Gil Hodges and all. And, and uh, uh, if you want, if you're, if you're an advocate for him being in the hall of fame, that's, that's one of the really big reasons. Huh? Very interesting. Yeah. I, um, I didn't realize that, but uh, yeah, the, you're right, Ken. Like this year, the Ravens played. I think Harbaugh said in his presser, 50 players as starters. That's the whole team. Yeah. <laughs> you only have 53, uh, so everyone started at 53 one point. 53 players started a game. Yeah, and they, yeah. then they set the record also for the number of total players. It was like 75 or some such that there were yeah, that, some like, huge active. Number. Yeah, it was it was absurd, um, and yeah, the the team was uh, really being down for sure. Uh, with injury and near the end of the year, you know, when, when things started kind of looking, looking South, part of me was like kind of relieved that they didn't make it to the playoffs because there was a lot of JJ points that you gave, you know, in the draft oh, by yeah. not, by not making it. I mean, the 14th versus the 20th pick, which is what the um, seventh seed Steelers got, you know, that's, that's a big difference. Yeah. Um, and you get that all those rounds, right? It's not just the first round. Everyone wants to talk about it. It's all the rounds. And uh, yeah, I, I think it was a blessing in disguise because you looked at some of these playoff teams and you're just like, yeah, we weren't, we weren't there. And Lamar's not even there. Like he's, he's still like, he's hoping to start practicing after the Super Bowl. So, you know, it wasn't going to be long for this world. Right? <laughs> if we might, no, I, uh, I, it kind of worked out really well. Yeah, I completely like, agree. And, and obviously it's not just, it's not just winning that last game against the Steelers because they, they wouldn't have gotten in the playoffs then anyway. So they mm-hmm. still would have been, I don't know, 16th or something, 18th in terms of the, the draft pick. Um, but, but the, uh, it, it's really the whole thing. The team was not good enough to compete in the postseason, and I'm not sour grapesing it to say that the, the extra draft capital is the one thing the Ravens really have this off season. We're doing another show on this, by the way, tomorrow, but basically to talk about off season preparedness. And there's a guy from PFF who has an index for us who's going to join us. Mm. And it, it should be very interesting to talk about the three components, which is one is salary cap where the Ravens aren't in a good position relative to the rest of the league and even rest, relative to the rest of the division um, draft capital where they're in a great position. And the other thing is proratable salary currently on the team. Mm. So each team has their, their current structure of contracts mm-hmm. and they have some of that money is proratable. The Ravens don't have a lot of proratable money. They do have a couple of guys they can cut. And I'm going to have to ask him about that. 
in terms of how he factors into his formula. But it's uh, it, the Ravens are in an interesting situation. Um, but they need to kill the draft because that is their one. That's their that's their big weapon. Yeah, it always is too, right? Like because that lasts for years. Uh, it's not just a. Mm-hmm. The one year, but obviously it's really important this particular year. Yeah, good point. Um, and I think also, if I'd love you to talk about it with him, I'm sure you will, is the advantage the Ravens have to extend Lamar now versus later. There's really no um, benefit to waiting. If you're going to do it, you need to do it this year because I believe it will open up some cap space, if I recall. I, I, and the only thing I can think is that they really just can't come to an agreement on the total dollar amount that, that Lamar has turned down big money, that he, uh, he um, I don't know what he's thinking. Mm-hmm. In, in so doing, um, but the Ravens, if if the, if the price tag was fifty million per year on Lamar Jackson, maybe saying, you know what, we have to wait on that. Um, we 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 willing to do it, but but your the other side of that coin is they could be creating a new slope for his contract right now mm-hmm. that would make them be able to ease more into future high cap dollar numbers that are coming into the league, mm-hmm. and create a lower cap number for two thousand twenty two. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you know that the cap in most years goes up. Uh, let's hope not for another COVID situation where it goes down, but most years it's going up. And um, yeah, being able to shift some money to the back end because you know the percentage wise it's not as bad is is valuable, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, as a percentage of cap basis is certainly uh, certainly true. Of course, the teams that do as much leveraging as they can on those contracts are the teams that find themselves in the current position of the Baltimore Ravens in <laughs> not having a lot of flexibility. Yeah, um, that's true. All so, right, yeah. let's continue out. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about everything but fourth down this this uh, <laughs> particular episode. But uh, no, I think the, the fourth down conversions, um, as, as we mentioned at the top of the show, we're very high this year and it's something that needs to kind of continue into the, the next year. And as football has changed um, with the efficiency of passing offenses um, it and not, and not, that's not the only reason, right? Obviously mm-hmm. the Ravens running game is something to lean on and uh, having success in these uh, situationals like the short ones. Um, but yeah, I think the fourth down conversion is a, a key tool in the tool belt for the Ravens going forward. And um, it, the, the history shows it right. Uh, the, the, the success rate of the last three years is really high. Yeah. If, if certainly had a lot of their efficiency gain is, is on fourth down specifically. And in some cases they may have even had some lower efficiency in terms of getting the, 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 the yardage on third down, but they've also probably had some bigger plays too on those downs. Cause they know, you know, a, a, a third and five play, they can go for it on two downs and run the ball if they want to. So that's a way that you go for shorter yardage, but they can also pass the ball and, um, uh, and and it, just having your full playbook open has value on on a down by down basis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. Is there anything else you want to talk about on this? I, I, I try to think of what else that we we really need. So so one of the things you know I, I point to. I, I had a discussion with Eric Eager, who's who's at PFF, and he's their director of R and D and VP of R and don't want to get his title wrong, but anyway, he <laughs> is who he is. He's he's their main math guy. Um, he, the, the, the point he made is at the end of the season, I said, there's a whole lot of people talking about John Harbaugh being fired as a situational coach. And his response immediately, he's Kansas city chiefs fan was that Harbaugh is closer to being coach of the year than he is to being fired. Yeah, <laughs> sure. And, and, and I agree with me. You look at, at what he did this year. I mean, just tons of very good choices on situational football, much more leaning on the, on the, uh, uh, mathematical side of football as opposed to uh, the uh, cigar smoking old time coach side of it. 
Yeah, you know what, Ken? I think that's important to bring up is that the Ravens' success this year is because they eked out every point of efficiency <laughs> that they could, <laughs> despite being you know uh, down personnel-wise. I mean, I think I think that's something that you can't take for granted. I wouldn't take it for granted. And and the last time the Ravens had a big injury year was 2015. They did the same thing. They they were very aggressive on fourth down. Uh, 2019 is really the only other year, and they were aggressive in 20 also. But 2019, they were super aggressive on fourth down, and and they knew it. They they had the swag and they had the oh, yeah. the ability to do all these things offensively with it. This year, I don't I, I wouldn't call it a turning point. But one of the really good decisions, I'm glad, surprised only the announcers, was yeah. Harbaugh asking Lamar to, if he wanted to go for it on fourth down against the Chiefs on fourth and one. Yep. At the end of the game, that was a this it's it's a no brainer of a decision in terms of the relative percentage chance to win the game. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely no brainer, and I'm I'm it's still I'm still happy he, he asked Lamar because Lamar's only answer is yes. Yeah, he always says yes. <laughs> it's just it's just like Tucker. Do you want to go kick up the sixty six yarder? Yeah. <laughs> like of course. Hell yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah. I mean, I thought that was actually really interesting too. because uh, mm-hmm. there's a fourth down play. Mm-hmm. We people tend to forget that. But you know, usually the field goal occurs on fourth down. And it was really interesting to me that uh Harbs suggested the fifty eight and sixty two yards, uh he, he is not interested in sending out Tucker which I, I, I thought was fascinating because there was several times this year, actually, they chose to punt instead of go for it or kick the field goal. That drove me mad. I, and, and it was near the end of the year that I noticed this. Uh, I think the Rams game, there was a situation like this uh-huh. where, yeah, with Huntley. And they chose to kick, uh, you know, to punt the ball rather than um, kick a field goal there. And I think it had been like a 58-yarder. And I know that there's a, a side of the, of the stadium that he doesn't like as much. I'll have to get familiar with which one that is. Uh, <laughs> but um, You're a season ticket holder now. I know, I am. So I'll, I'll have consistency of it being the same side <laughs> rather than have to remember like where I am, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I know there's one that he prefers. But uh, anyways, the uh, I thought that was really interesting that they didn't want him kicking those field goals. I I kind of was surprised by that. I don't know if you if you were. Um, I'm, I'm actually trying to remember the situation, but if you're talking about uh, you know the, you know the 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 Rams game at the end of the year, I mean I'd be concerned about personnel on both sides of the ball in terms of that decision. So you're trying to kick a field goal and you miss it. You you put in the Ravens defense on the field. You, you punt and you and you and you punt them deep. You're still putting the Ravens defense on the field. I'm, I'm not sure that really helps. I don't like either of those options where the Ravens have to play defense. Yeah, uh, you know, with the, the lo- maybe the longer field's a little bit better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. Yeah, I, I thought that was interesting though, and um, I don't know. I don't know if uh, if that was a this year decision mm-hmm. tree or if it's a, a in the future for Tucker. I think that's something to keep an eye on: is their willingness to kick it. Um, Particularly in, in games where you have Huntley, where you're not as confident, maybe on fourth down, right? Right. Oh, I would think you'd be not as confident. <laughs> <Yeah>. I'm not. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's reasonable. Okay. Uh, uh, what else on about fourth down have we not covered on the show that you felt we should uh, we should hit on? And when you put this together, I think we hit on most of it. I do. Um, again, like I think fourth down's interesting because there's many flavors of it. It's not as like uh, you know, except for the one time the Ravens had the. Uh, the seven down pl- or the seven yard play for se- two two point. It's always two yards. Like you know what it is. Mm-hmm. 
fourth down is a little interesting if you're trying to look at it from a personnel perspective because the yardage is different all the time. And um, you can look at their success rate on fourth down by yardage, um, which we could pull up uh, and talk about. But the that kind of changes the formations you want to bring out, the plays you want to call. I mean, everyone remembers the Lions game, fourth and 19, where they threw it to Watkins. You know, that that kind of fourth down demands a very specific kind of call. And um, yeah, I think that um, that that's something that makes the fourth down conversation hard to talk about in a way because every situation is different. Uh, where you are on the field, the yardage, the time on the clock, the score differential. But um, I think overall, the Ravens do a pretty good job of relative relative to other teams. I think that they do an excellent job of um, leveraging fourth down to their advantage. And I'm curious to see how it progresses and if they get more aggressive uh, like the Chargers were this year. Yeah, I, I, I agree with all that. And, you know, there's a certain couple of things come to mind. The first is it's easy to be the second or third most aggressive coach in the in the league. And I think Harbaugh is perfectly comfortable doing that. I, I, he, as much as he is, seems to have gravitated towards the size of the mathematician, how much sway they seem to have in the Ravens building and whatnot, uh, towards, towards, uh, going forward on fourth down. I don't think he's all the way there yet. There's, there's still room for, for growth (laughs) in this relationship in terms of, of doing that. And some of the, some of the room for growth will be provided by other younger, good coaches being recognized for doing it even more than he does. Mm-hmm. So, so that's there's there's that as a uh, as a thing. The other thing I'd say is yeah. the, the Ravens leading. Uh, did you have something to respond to on that? Because I, I, I no, go ahead. There. But I do have another topic after this. But yeah, okay. Yeah. So the Ravens made two thirds of their four point fourth down conversions for the entire year. That led the entire NFL. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you, also, particularly since they had a couple of long passing fourth downs that they were probably near the top in terms of average yards per fourth down conversion. Mm-hmm. Not, not the yards actually gained, but the, mm-hmm. the, the distance to go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, they were willing to go forward on more of these, these plays, some because they demanded it, and others because, hey, we're willing to go for it on fourth and three from midfield kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that percentage looks even better under the, through that lens. Yeah. Here's here's a fun one, Ken. So let's break it down. Fourth down with one yard to go. Mm-hmm. The Ravens had that situation 15 times. Um, and they ran it 12 times. Okay. And they converted uh, on 83% of them. So I guess they missed two. Is that right? 83 made, made uh, five out of six would be. Yep. So then double 10, it. 10 out of so. 12. Yep. Yep. So, uh, yeah. So that's... Uh, that's interesting. And then they were on pass. 100%. 100% yeah. on pass. Uh, then on two yards, they only had one of those situations they, and they converted. So not that interesting. They actually got 23 yards on the play. So, so 13 out of 15, one out of one so far on the two, on the two, one and two. Go ahead. What else yep. you got? So then on uh, three down, after that, by the way, so the Ravens were only comfortable running the ball with one and two yards. After that, they were all um, passes all and there weren't that many examples. So they had three yards, uh, they went for it once. There was a sack, or at least minus four. Mm-hmm. Um, when they needed six yards, they did this four times. They had 43 yards on those plays, and they converted half the time. So when they did convert, 
big play. <laughs> and I guess the other times they were incomplete. I think the fourth, it was a fourth and six was the conversion to Bateman against Cleveland. That was a long play down the left sideline. So I'm thinking that's most of the yardage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that might be true. Yeah. And then the um, seven yard, they only had one opportunity. They did not convert 10 yard, one opportunity did not convert uh, 11. This is, this is kind of funny. 11 to 15. They were one for two and they got a 24 yard play. And then of course, uh, over 16 was the one play for 36 yards that gave every inch that Tucker needed for that historic field goal. Okay. So it was only, it was only, it was only one play that was over 15. So I was thinking the other one against the bears, didn't they have a fourth and so that must've been between 11 and 15. Yeah. It must've been 11 and 15. Okay. And they never scrambled, which is interesting too, is that, um, no not scramble. one scramble in all not one scramble in those, in those plays, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, that's unexpected. You would you would expect if they're passing that much that they would leave the pocket and, and get something done. But uh, that's that's fascinating stuff, certainly. And and uh, I you know the fact that they didn't have Lamar you know didn't help their percentage. I don't think we could look yeah. at what what happened there in the during the last few weeks of the seasons. But I, I doubt it helped them. No, I don't think um, so either. Because if you if at least from the amount of study I was able to do, I didn't go through all of them because I just ran out of time. But uh, I went through the beginning of the season when Lamar was there, and it was a lot of conversions. I'll say that okay. much. Yeah. All right. Well, outstanding. Terrific having you on as, as always. Did you have one more point to make? or, or That was it. And I just pulled that up at the end there. I was that, that was interesting. So I wanted to bring it up. Yep. Okay. Outstanding. Tell folks where they can find your work. Sure. You can find us at ravensrecap.com and on Twitter, ravens underscore recap. We do a show about twice a month in the off season. So we don't, we don't force the issue is what I'm getting at. Uh, we'll, we'll kind of report on the news as it happens and also do you know, draft preview, free agency, et cetera. And then, um, but during the season, we do two shows, a recap of the, sh- of the um, game, and then a look ahead and try to get as many guests as we can. So always fun. All right. Good formula, man. Um, it, it, really worth really worth it as a, as a Twitter follow and the good conversations with Alec. And uh, I know you guys will appreciate that. Um, if uh, you have a topic you'd like to discuss with me, and in particular, the next series I'm doing for about the next six weeks is fixing the Ravens. So, I want your ideas on a narrow topic. So we came up with one when we were talking about the uh, two-point conversion percentages, which, was, which just through organic conversation is the Ravens getting to the line of scrimmage quicker yeah. would mm-hmm. be a big deal if they, could, if they could force that happen. I think there are lots of underlying reasons why it's difficult for them to do that. But in, if they were able to do that, they would have a greater command perhaps of uh, changes that are available at the line of scrimmage to make. So uh, that's the kind of topic I'm looking for, something very narrow. Um, don't bother with fire Greg Roman. It's already covered. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people you know, seem to want to do that. Um, I, I, the, the people who have it, they're going to get a lot of questions from me about why, how's it going to be better, et cetera, et cetera. But, but they're given a two-show thing, That's and the Ravens, uh, Ravens situation room guys will be on for that one. But oh. I'd love to hear any. I was about to say, now. did you at least do them? Because I was like, if there's yes. a lot of people, I'm sure yeah. they were both interested. Okay, that's going to be good. That'll be yeah. fun. So they, they'll do good. They'll have, they'll have sound reasoning yeah. why you know, scheme played a part in the Ravens offensive failure. So they'll, they'll, they'll have some talk about that. Sure. Um, and anyway, uh, looking, I'd love to hear from you more, more narrow, the best. If you want to talk about how you fix the defensive line, how, you know, whether it's important to draft a left tackle as opposed to a right tackle, that kind of topic is great for this sort of thing. So uh, hit me up with that. DMs are open on Twitter. Alec, thanks again for coming on. Always a pleasure to talk football with you. Thank you, Ken. And we'll talk to you next time on film study. Thank <laughs> you.
This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.